You're listening to Campus Review Radio. There are common themes around the world, in, in particularly in, in both school and in higher ed. Um, so around school, we're all struggling with the questions of digital divide, of equity on access, and also of outcomes, because as uh, diversity has increased and as we've got increased uh, differences in uh, basically economic uh, capabilities of different parts of society, with, the, with that digital divide growing, we're getting very different outcomes. And that's common around the world. And likewise, in higher ed, same themes emerging of, of increasing rates of failure in higher ed with cohorts coming in and surprisingly large numbers of people failing to get the degree that they started mm-hmm. on. And is that because of digital divide? No, it's, it's, I mean, there's a whole, it's largely attributable to challenges in the first part of school education, mm. but then amplified by the fact that they're arriving not, frankly, not sufficiently numerate or literate to process and get, get the degrees they need. What solutions would you propose? Well, we think there's a wonderful way of changing that and impacting it by producing digital materials which are adaptive and personalised. So that's not to put uh, long sort of textbooks in PDF. I mean, that's the, the most useless format imaginable. It's to actually put software into the content which works with the student directly and opens or shuts depending on how well they're doing. Yep. And obviously the, the software, the digital, when you bring um, digital technologies into school, you've got to keep in mind the, the capabilities of the school, the infrastructure they have as well. Yes. Yes. So what sort of model would you propose to that sort of in to right. school to introduce technology efficiently? Well, it's, yes. it's, it's happening a lot faster in higher ed where yeah. the infrastructure is more comprehensive. Mm. So yep. I think the first thing is that's, that's going to be the testbed for all of these technologies. Um, I think at scale, because that's where the infrastructure is strong enough to support it. That's yep. where the Wi-Fi is good enough, that's where enough students have got, frankly, a device of one sort or another, and you don't have the equity issue kicking yep. in. In school, you've got to be much more focused and targeted in your approach, and that'll still be by way of trial programs um, where schools look to say, how could this impact education in a more mm-hmm. profound way? And schools have obviously got to get the money to make that, to get that infrastructure as well. Yeah, and that, yes. you know, I think that the future of, of, of all schools is going to be the rate at which they are able to incorporate the internet in one form or another. But the, the crucial thing, by the way, you know, the, these debates often come down to is it more money or not more money. I'm, I, I'm not a party to what's going on here in Australia, but everywhere there is obviously there's an economic question, there's an access question around the internet. But there's also the, the question of making certain that one equips teachers to handle the consequence of making the internet available. Because there's a moment where a teacher shuts the door and they're alone with that classroom. There's limited IT support, it's got to work. So there's a natural reluctance on the part of many teachers just to expose themselves to technology. Because we shouldn't be putting technology in, we should be putting programs in which have a technology component. Mm-hmm. And you've got to train teachers sufficiently too. You've got to put the professional yeah. development in to support mm. them. How would you offer that? Well, the, the way we, we sort of work wherever we are is to use the form of symposia. So we, we try and create, you know, first of all, pilot studies, and then after on the, on the backs of pilot successful implementations, and then we work to showcase those best, best practices to cohorts of academics and teachers. How do you actually get teachers not intimidated by professional learning? Because a lot of teachers, they don't, they don't want to learn it because they're, they're stuck in their old methods. Well, I think that's your assertion that they're stuck. I, I'm not sure. I think many teachers do want to 
and do want to explore. Mm. Teachers generally want the best for their students, but they also want to make sure that they're not just hung out there to dry by somebody saying, use this new thing and leaving them alone. So I think that's legitimate on the part of teachers. I think the crucial thing is to be able to give the backup and the support which says, try this. You know, do it, at a, do it in, a, in a rollout, in a phased way, we'll see a pilot and it works. But it's going to be slower in, in, in schools compared to higher education because it's got to go in tandem lockstep with the, uh, uh, the availability of infrastructure. And obviously you've got to get governments on board as well, if, especially in public systems. You've got, to get, you've got to get support from the public system, absolutely. Mm. Yep, how would you go about doing that? You know, we're, we're not targeting right off the bat yep. the, uh, you know, the Australian public yep. K-12 yep. arena. I think the, the focus is very much to showcase what these things can do, then to build the relationships, to demonstrate the efficacy, and then we'll see what happens then. I think, I think you've got to be a bit, you know, at the moment there's an election and yeah. everything's seen through the prism of the election. This is not about one electoral cycle. This is about what's going to happen over two, five, ten years. And so we've got to really try and look through one single election and say, what do you want to start? What's the road you want to embark on? and what's the pace at which you can accommodate change. I can look and see what's happening in other countries. For us in the United States, um, the, the position has, has moved pretty quickly in the last two years, very quickly. Um, and we're, we're seeing better results where these things are well implemented, but they do need the good implementation to, have, to, to be successful. So it, you can't rush it, there's not a quick okay. fix here. Is there a danger of rushing through quick fixes during elections, just to get a few well, votes? Well, I think, I think the political, the question is, what is your political horizon the same as your implementation horizon? And you've got to be, education is going to be with us forever. So you've got to have a perspective which says, I've got to make the right long-term decisions, which are about embedding in systems and processes and all of those things alongside of actual one product. Because one product will come and go, but you invest in teachers over a long period of time. Do you have a few examples of countries who've, who've done that successfully? Well, we're right at the point where it's, it's, I mean, what, what, what's crucial here is it's only now that one's able to do this. This has never happened before. So the ability to put software into content to improve results is a phenomenon which is really very recent to create these adaptive, personalised programmes dealing with the individual. We've only really been able to do it at scale in the last two years. So there isn't the history of countries doing this because it's never really happened. So that's, that's the exciting moment, is we're really at a pivot point in education. It's an experiment, basically. Well, all yeah. things are experimentation. We learn through experimentation. Yep. And like all good experimentation, you need to try and test and confirm. The good news is we're getting great efficacy responses back. So. That's, that's the telling symbol for us, is teachers and academics who use these things say it's making a difference. Do you have a few examples of, the good, of these good responses? Yeah, and, and we can show you the, the sorts of things which are happening at scale. I mean, just the other day, uh, last month actually, um, a very big public university in the United States called Arizona State University launched the first ever free global freshman academy. So it's a first year of... Uh, freshman year of university for free with an adaptive program it happens to be our adaptive program yep. in mathematics as a part of the course it costs you nothing to take if you're successful you pay for the credits so that's the sort of innovation that we're seeing coming out of these systems which is really exciting and is going to free up I think a lot of opportunity in the system